the irony of Disney putting out a blatantly pro-union movie right now feels incredible. Hello and welcome everyone to Feelin' Film. I'm your host, Aaron White, and you're here where I bring you new release reviews pretty much each and every week. This has been a busy week for me. This is the third film I'm able to get out to you in advance of the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday weekend. So let's get right into my thoughts on Wish, coming to us from Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. It stars Ariana DeBose, Chris Pine, Alan Tudyk, Angelique Cabral, Victor Garber, Natasha Rothwell, Jennifer Kumiyama, Harvey Guillen, Evan Peters, Rami Youssef, and John Rudnitsky. It is directed by Chris Buck and Fawn Vera Schundorn, written by Jennifer Lee, Allison Moore, and also Buck and Vera Schundorn. Cinematography is by Rob Dressel, who did the layout, Adolf Lucinci, who did the lighting. It is edited by Jeff Draham, and music is by Dave Metzger, who did the score, and Julia Michaels and Benjamin Rice, who wrote the songs. It runs 95 minutes and is rated PG for thematic elements and mild action. What's it about? A young girl named Asha wishes on a star and gets a more direct answer than she bargained for when a troublemaking star comes down from the sky to join her. So obviously this story uses the age-old wishing on a star trope, but it does so in a rather unique way in order to tell a story that's really about the societal loss of hope and opportunity to pursue dreams. Our setting is the kingdom of Rojas, which is ruled by a self-taught magician who is named Magnifico and who established this kingdom as a means of creating a place where he could help prevent its residents from experiencing the heartbreak or the failure of not being able to achieve their biggest goals, dreams, aka wishes. The way he does this is when a person turns 18, they come and they give him their greatest wish, and he stores it away for safekeeping. Simultaneously, the person then fails to remember what their dream or wish was, and so they're left with a little bit of a hole inside themselves, but they can't feel pain for not accomplishing this dream of theirs if they never remembered that they had it in the first place. And then Magnifico also, as the benevolent leader that he is, annually grants one wish to someone in the kingdom. And this is done completely by his own choosing of who is worthy to have their wish granted. So basically, this story is about a white guy in power who controls the hopes and dreams of a largely minority kingdom. And he has convinced himself that he's doing them a favor. He's also stereotypically obsessed with his own good looks. I mean, his name is Magnifico, for crying out loud. And he's created this little bubble world where he can make all of the decisions, stay in control, and deprive the people of any disruption that might occur to his little utopia that he's created. As you might expect, once the star comes down to help out our heroine Asha, they work together to try and get the people their power slash wishes 
back from Magnifico so that they can pursue whatever their heart desires. Asha is a fun lead character and very relatable for anyone who's ever felt like they're being held back by the man or by the circumstances in their life. We also get to see some fun interactions between she and her family, specifically her mother and her very elderly grandfather, and then also she and her friends group, a selection of teenagers like herself that also work in the castle. Now, the best Disney films have animal sidekicks, in my opinion. This movie has Valentino the Goat, who is voiced by fan favorite Alan Tudyk. He's decent enough, pretty funny a couple of times. The cool thing about this movie is that because of the star's power granting different things their wishes, in this case, a goat who wants to be able to communicate, we actually also get to see and hear quite a few other animals talk, which was a lot of fun. Now, I certainly didn't feel like this was top-tier Disney in terms of memorable characters, moments, or songs. But the execution of its real-world applicable themes within this fantasy setting was so, so good. As I mentioned in the opening, there's a very strong message in this film that seems to be in favor of unionization and rising up to take the people's power back from the person in charge who is controlling all of the decision-making. If you're optimistic, maybe you think this means that Disney wants its creators to look for new ideas and try to break the mold of what they've done before and wants to bring in more diverse voices. If you're cynical, which I tend to be, you probably just look at this as a big old slice of hypocrisy in which we would expect the C-suite of Disney never in a million years to buy into their own message that is being sold here and this rather just being an attempt at gaining some social cred. As for the songs, I, I thought they were enjoyable and worked well in the flow of the film. I think there's maybe five songs, unique ones, possibly six. I wasn't counting exactly. I bobbed my head and tapped my feet quite a bit, but I didn't find myself singing anything after I left the theater, and I don't feel like this is a soundtrack that I'm going to seek out to put on and listen to in the car or at home. I did enjoy the variation of musical styles, though, in the different songs and the Broadway theatricality that they all seem to have. One of the most immediate things you notice in any animated film is the animation, and this is a unique blend of watercolor backgrounds and CGI foregrounds and characters. Doesn't work very well for me. I actually thought that the backgrounds, while sometimes beautiful, look very flat and most of the time are pretty dull. This actually reminds me of like the reverse of a trend in video gaming right now that the company Square Enix has been using for a bunch of their JRPGs that features flat pixelated characters with high definition environments surrounding them. So it's kind of the opposite of what we see here. And I really love that art style in video games, but here flipping it just doesn't look anywhere near as dynamic and at its worst it can look a little bit awkward. The voice performances are really strong especially from DeBose and Pine. She can sing so amazingly well. Her voice is incredible 
and she plays Asha very spunky. And I love that this is the kind of character that accomplishes things without any real superpower to speak of. And Pine is just so deliciously perfect as a leader whose own ego and desire to never experience heartbreak again slowly overtakes his good intentions in a very realistic way. Something else about this film that there are tons of Disney references. Most are silly and some feel completely forced since they're not really trying to do interconnective world building through this movie. The narrative reason for several of the references is that they are results of people's wishes in the kingdom, but then there's other references that just exist, I think, to pretty much nostalgia bait and get that cute little chuckle from the audience going, oh yeah, I recognize that moment. It's what we love these days. We, we eat that stuff up and Disney knows it. And so they threw it in here, even though I don't really think that it makes much sense. So my overall feeling is really just that this is the story that lacks a sense of magic that I expect. And it's actually stronger as social commentary than as a fairy tale. In fact, I think it's pretty forgettable. It is a brisk and enjoyable adventure. It's just not one that I see myself being compelled to return to. Don't let that dissuade you from taking your kids to the theater over Thanksgiving holidays, though. This is a good one for them to see. I think they'll have a really great time with it at least once. And you might get to have some important conversations afterwards, too. And for that, like I said, despite Whatever their actual actions may say, I appreciate that it is a positive message, in my opinion, and something that I think we all could strive to remember and work for together. Well, Wish will be in theaters on November 22nd. You can check it out then. That's it for this episode of Feelin' Film. Thank you for watching on YouTube or listening at your podcast app of choice. Please like, subscribe, share this with your friends, family, and fellow movie lovers, and feel free to seek me out and chat, whether it's in the YouTube comments or somewhere on social media. I love to talk about the movies that I review. When you get a chance to see them, let me know what you think. I'll be back soon. Until next time, keep watching and keep feeling filled.